0: everyone and thank you for watching Principal Living. We have a special guest today and his name is Glenn Lundy. To give you guys a little bit of background on him, he is a husband of one and a father of seven and the host of the widely popular Facebook live show Rise and Grind. He's been seen at places like Hustle and Grind Conference, Grow Your Business for God's Sake, and many more stages across the country. Glenn has been spotlighted on ABC, NBC, and CBS, and is an expert in dealership culture development and and leadership training. With 20 years of experience in the automotive industry, Glenn led a dealership from 120 cars a month to an 800% increase in sales in five years, becoming the second largest used car franchise in the country. His unique style makes him one of the most covenant GMs in the business. Glenn has the unique ability to help identify the areas of, for growth in your store and teach creative ways to invoke your dealership spirit. With a background in sales and finance, he uses his skills to set a create and cr- to create growth as the tapping into the mental side of the human development. I would like to present to you guys Glenn Lundy. Glenn, if, if, thank you for being here. And if you can give us a little bit of background as far as who you are, what you do, where you came from, so the audience will know a little bit about yourself, please. Um, well, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am a husband to one, a
1: father to seven, going on eight kiddos. <laughs> and I am a 22 year automotive professional. Also, the host of the wildly popular Facebook Live morning show called Hashtag Rise and Grind. So, that's kind of me in a nutshell automotive,
0: family, and uh, I love my mornings. Awesome. Uh, What, if you don't mind me asking, we're going to go back a little bit into your life. Um, What got you into the car business?
1: Oh my gosh, man. You know, the car business is one of those things that no one ever really plans on. In landing in the car business, it just kind of you trip and you fall, and next thing you know, you're in it. And so, I saw an ad. I had my first daughter when I was uh, 20 years old, and I saw an ad in the newspaper that said earn five thousand dollars a month guaranteed. And I was like, five grand a month, that's what's up, I could live off that forever. And so, I went and I applied for the job, I got hired on the spot, and uh. That began my career in automotive in, in a place called Flagstaff, Arizona, a little Subaru, Subaru
0: dealership. Oh, that's that's awesome, man. So from from there, going from from an ad to now, you're actually so you started as a salesperson and now you're actually helping dealerships to to grow and expand to to even 800 percent. So can you tell us a little bit about that, how, how the journey went from from zero to, to now?
1: Yeah, man. So I had two seasons in automotive. I had, I spent seven years at that Subaru store and at that particular store, my career grew. I went from salesperson to finance to uh, sales manager to general sales manager. So my career went well during that season, but the store didn't really experience any growth. Uh, We grew a little bit, but it was very, very minimal. And so I actually got out of the car business at one point because I just, it, it was killing me. Like, my career was going great, but my life outside of work was destroyed. It was in shambles. And so I got out and got away from the business for a little bit. Fast forward, my second daughter, uh, when I was 30 years old, my second daughter was born. And the car business is like, I'm good at it, man. And so I was like, all right, I don't really want to get back into the car business, but I'm really good at the car business. And so I made a decision that if I was going to go back into the business, I was going to make an impact on it. Like we were going to shift the industry. I wasn't going to go back to a, to a, a dealership with no real growth and let it ruin my life outside of work, those types of things. And so I started at a small dealership in Paris, Kentucky, population 9,600. It was a Chevy store back in 2011. And in just under six years, we were able to grow that dealership 800%, making it the second largest used car franchise dealership in the country. Uh, Over that period of time, I went from sales to sales manager to general sales manager and ultimately became the general manager of the dealership. And then two years ago, in October of 2018, I decided to that I wanted to be able to expand the impact. Like I'm really all about changing the industry, not just one dealership, but the industry as a whole. And so I have now taken my experiences, my relationships and things like that. And now I am working with owners and general managers of dealerships all across the country and in Canada. We just signed our third store up in Canada now too. So super excited. It's been a fun journey. That's
0: that's cool story man that's that's awesome going from from just selling cars to not helping other dealerships to to become to expand yeah um, man it's awesome so me coming from a, actually from from the car business as well and having a little bit of of impact in my life because i i believe that sales just open up doors for you in life right so is there is there something in your life, or has that car business helped you in in your life overall, like to mentality wise, um, just in in any type of form? How how do you think the the car business actually impacted your life to get you to where you are? Well, the car business,
1: you know, what's great about the car business is it's I, I call it like no down payment, right? No down payment required. So you can get into the car business. You don't have to have two nickels to rub together. You don't have to have a college degree. You don't, uh, in a lot of cases, you don't have to have a good, you know, clean criminal record. Like you don't have to have anything really to be able to get into the industry. And yet on the other side of that, it offers opportunities far beyond anything that I've seen in any other industry that does require all these, you know, degrees and, and, uh, you know, all these different things. And so, the car business has taught me a lot of things to do outside uh, with my family, with my wife, with my kids. Uh, Everything is a sale, right? We've got to, we got to sell our kids on why they should clean their room. You got to sell your wife on why she should uh, spend the rest of her life with you. You got to, you got to sell people on, um, you know, letting you buy a house. You got to sell the bank on getting loans. Like everything's everything's sales. And so, I've been able to learn through the industry what to do and also what not to do, you know, the negative sides, living both those seasons that I had. uh, And so it's really been the catalyst to open doors for me to, to everything. You know, there's no cap. In the the car business, you can create whatever it is you want to create, you can make as much money as you want to make you can live whatever lifestyle it is that you want to live, you can continue to grow and there's always another level man, I just found out this weekend. Um, I've got a meeting with one of the large finance companies and they want to, they want to do a deal where I can refer dealers and they can refer dealers. And it, it, it opens up this whole new world. It's like, holy smokes, we thought we were doing something before, you know, now we're going to have access to more dealers, be able to help more people. And so it's just incredible in the car business, how every level, when you reach that next level, you kind of poke your head over and you're like, oh, wow, I can go there too. Right, and there's really there's no stopping, man. You can go as far as you want. It's pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, I that's what I've experienced is that, you know, I remember when when I same thing with with me. I seen an ad. I called in. They told me, "Come on in. Let me. We'll get an interview for you." That same day, he's like, "Okay, go get your license. You're ready to go." And I'm like, "Okay, I'm already hired." He's like, "Yeah, right. just just get <laughs> just let's get let's get it going." And I'm like, "Okay, cool, awesome." So and I and I soon. Realize that you can go from making one thousand, two thousand a a month, right, on a just a regular nine to five, to going to five, six, seven, ten grand, twelve grand, and it's just like whoa, right? What's going on here, how, how is this possible? So and and it opens a lot of a lot of doors. It gets you to it motivates you. It gets you to to a place that you have to put yourself to become a, a better person in order to to grow in the business. So Absolutely, man. I really like that story so and in order for us to to, to jump into it, um, we really uh, love that you're here and and what we talk about here is three principles that you have applied into your life to become the person that you are today. What we set as a, as a principle here is a set standard that you won't compromise, something that you live by and Just going back into your life, what do you think has been the most important principle you have used into your life to become the person you are today?
1: Uh, So the first one would be, if you change the way you start your day, it'll make a massive impact in your life. Mm. That, those two sentences right there, if you really dive into those and apply it into your life. I can promise you results. You want to make more money. You want to have better relationships. You want to have more energy. It all comes down to how you start your day. Hmm. So typically most people start their day by hitting the snooze button three or four times, getting out of bed at the very last moment possible, jumping into social media, emails, text messages, all of those things, first thing in the morning when the brain's consuming at its best, we feed it all the junk food, which is literally what all that is, is just junk. And so most people hit the snooze, wake up at the last second, jump into their phone, rush around quickly to to get to work, get the kids wherever they got to go, do all of those different things. Uh, They run into work, they slam down four cups of coffee uh, during this process, you know, on the way to pick up some energy, and then they run all day long, and then at the end of the day, they're exhausted, and they, you know, they are dreading having to do it all over again. That's pretty standard routine for most people. So what I learned in my life, and then ultimately now I teach other people, I wrote a small little book about it is I learned that if I could just change that first hour of the day man, that very first hour, it changes everything. It literally changes everything. So I have five simple steps that I use. I call it the five simple steps to an extraordinary life. Uh, I wrote an ebook about it. You can get it at the morning And it's the number five. It's a free ebook. You can download it. It breaks down these steps. Um, Breaks down these steps for you in better, you know, more detail than I can right here. But ultimately, those steps, the way that that works, ultimately, so step one is what I talked about, right? Never hit the snooze button, (laughs) right? Never hit the snooze button. That's step one. There are scientific reasons behind it. You know, ultimately, we sleep in cycles as human beings, we sleep in these different cycles. And so when you hit the snooze button, your body was actually ready to wake up, right? You went to bed at a certain time, you had your alarm, predetermined, we all have behavior patterns and habits. So you're, you're in a light sleep and you hit the snooze button, it automatically sends you back into the next sleep cycle, which is another deep sleep, right? So you're buying 10 more minutes, you're thinking, okay, I'm going to rest for 10 more minutes, I should feel better. But in reality, you end up feeling groggy, and 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 you know you feel worse because of those ten minutes, and you're gonna feel that way for a good two to three hours because that's the typical sleep cycle. So step one's don't ever hit the snooze button. Step two, don't touch your phone first thing in the morning. Everything that's in there will still be there. I promise. It's not going anywhere at all it's all there and if it's that important somebody would already been knocking on your door so it can wait your emails can wait your texts can wait your social media can wait all that stuff can wait man your mind as soon as you wake up is instantly going to try to consume as much information and data as possible right? It's going, okay, am I alive? Am I safe? Are the lights on? Like, what am I wearing? Where am I at? Like, it's just constant consume mode first thing in the morning. So when we grab these uh, little, little crack packs is what I call them. When you, when you grab your little crack pack, you're basically just feeding your mind crack first thing in the morning, negativity, violence, politics, uh, you got a bad review, you got a bad survey, your boss is mad at you, you're, you got a bill that's behind, whatever it is, right? You're, you're feeding that into your mind first thing in the morning. Who wants to start their day like that? That's awful. It's awful. So don't touch your phone. That's step number two. Step number three is really easy. Gratitude and goals. So I wake up every day and I write down 10 things that I'm thankful for. And then I write down 10 goals. Typically, it's three daily goals, three monthly goals, four long-term goals, however you want to break it down. But the key is to write those goals down. Now, here's the thing. That sounds like two steps. Gratitude goals. Sounds like two. But in reality, what I figured out is goals by themselves can actually be detrimental to the psyche. So if people are sitting, if you are sitting down and writing your goals only, I am going to own a bigger home. I am going to make more money. I am uh, an airline pilot. I am the best athlete to ever walk face of the planet, whatever it is. When you write those goals, what can happen is it can make you feel like who you are now, is less than can make you feel like the house you have now is not good enough. The money you make now is not enough. And when you start to feel less than you start to vibrate on a negative frequency versus a positive frequency. So people are always saying, Hey, you got to write your goals. You got to write your goals. And I believe that. However, I believe before you do that, there's it's very important that you write down your gratitude first. I'm thankful for my home. I'm thankful for the money I have now. I'm thankful for running water and electricity. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful. Now, once we come from a state of gratitude, which is a positive frequency, now we go into our goals, right? I am going to buy a bigger house. I am going to do but it's a complete shift in frequency, which makes it more powerful because now you're releasing positive energy out into the world instead of negative. So that's why I consider that one step, gratitude and goals. Goals by themselves is not enough. Write down what you're thankful for first. Step four, you gotta take care of the physical. An object in motion tends to stay in motion. An object at rest stays at rest. So it's important at this point that we get going. I don't care if you crawl, walk, play basketball, go golfing, running, lifting weights, whatever it is. I don't care. Just get moving. Get the heart rate up. Get the blood flowing. Get rocking and rolling. So now these first four steps, you've literally spent the entire morning selfish as human you can possibly be. It's been all about you. You're not letting anyone else in. You're not taking phone calls, text messages, emails. It's all about you for those first four steps. So step five is really where the magic happens. Step five, after you didn't snooze, you didn't touch your phone, you wrote down your gratitude and goals, and you did something physical now, step five is I want you to send out an encouraging message,
0: hmm.
1: whether it be a text message to someone, Facebook messenger, maybe you write a note for your spouse or your kids, whatever it is, and your employees, your employer, I want you to send out an encouraging message. So here's what happens. Energy exists. We can all agree. Energy cannot be created. Energy can only be created. Uh, It can only be converted, all right? So we have to take wind that's going through the sky, we catch it in a windmill, it spins the windmill, and now we have electricity, right? That's one way to generate electricity. So the energy of the wind has been converted to energy we can use to light our homes. But we didn't just create the energy to light our homes, it has to come from somewhere, whether it be in your car with fuel and the fuel burns and that, whatever, right? So we have to convert that energy. So what you've done all morning is put yourself in this powerful frequency. You've got this positive energy about you because you've converted your gratitude, you've converted your emotion, you've converted all of that into a powerful positive frequency. When you release that into the universe by sending out an encouraging message to someone, when you release it, that energy has no choice but to at some point universally come back to you. See, the Bible says what you do, you send out returns tenfold, right? That's how the Bible says it. Or uh, Isaac says every, uh, every action has an equal and opposite reaction, right? However you want to word it. But the truth of the matter is if you release it, it will come back, typically stronger and in a different form. So step five, not only does it empower and lift up other people, but it also serves self. So when you do those five things, those five simple steps, if you do them every single day, I can promise you an extraordinary life.
0: I totally agree on that. And just going based on something that, that we can relate to in the car business, I remember when I, when I started as a salesperson. And, and for me, I would like to, to wake up early and read, have something Beautiful. to try, put in my mind, and then train myself to become better right? And I will see other people when I when I will come to work and and I mean they they will be struggling to to wake up and they want the their cup of coffee try to wake up and in the first hour they're there or the first two hours, they will see a customer outside they won't even want to talk to them right because mm-hmm. their energy was so low and it, and it actually separates you from from other people. And not only that, but I, I truly believe that just like you were saying, it's so important on that on that first hour to, to grow yourself and to make yourself feel better. Because just, just like you were saying, I think that energy gets transferred to people. Nobody wants to be around somebody that's that's just groggy, just bad. It gives you a bad, even a bad attitude, right? Like right. you want to deal with people. And I will see that a lot, even in the, in the business, that people will be, the, the customer will come in, they will start talking to a salesperson and then they're just like this. Mm-hmm. how can i help you what do you want and and people are like what what is this man like i don't, I don't want to deal with you right so people even for me i will come in what can i help you with what what can i do what what do i need to do to make to make a deal right and that is crucial for for your day so i i really love mm-hmm. the 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 way you put it and and how structure you have your morning, because I, I really think that it, it is crucial for the whole day to be better. So that's, that's an awesome uh, principle. Yeah. To by. Um, no doubt, man, no doubt. One Thank thing that, that I wanted to, to ask you, you said, so you never hit the, the snooze button. So is that truly how you are? Like, as soon as you hear the, 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 the alarm, you are just up, ready to go? Yes,
1: sir. Absolutely. And I've dialed, I've been able to dial in my sleep cycles. So like today I got up at 3 20 AM because I had, I I've got to get my hour in before the world comes at me. And I have physical therapy this morning. I also have my rising grind elite mastermind. I have my show, I have all these things set up in the morning. And so I had to get up at three 20. Well, my sleep cycles are two hours and 10 minutes long as most people Actually, all people's sleep cycles are between two and three hours. It just depends on how many sleep cycles you sleep at night. Some people like to do three sleep cycles, some people two, you know, so on and so forth. So my sleep cycles two hours and 10 minutes, and I usually do two sleep cycles. So I'll sleep four hours and 20 minutes a night. So I normally go to bed at 1130. I get up at 350. Today, or last night, I went to bed at 11 because I knew I was going to have to get up at 320, right? So I subtract half an hour off of my bedtime and then I, I can wake up at the, at the morning. So it's such a, it's almost a, become a superpower, man. I'm, I'm, I've programmed my sleep in such a way that I can go to sleep instantly and I can wake up on response. Like when it's time to wake up, it's time to wake up. So typically I wake up just before my alarm clock goes off uh, but every once in a while, it will go off. We hop up within 30 seconds. I'm fresh and ready to go. I don't drink caffeine. Never have drank caffeine. Uh, and I go, I go, I go all day, man, from 3:50 a.m. to
0: 11:30 p.m. That's pretty awesome, man. You you caught my attention on that. How are you? If I can ask, just elaborate a little bit more on that. How are you able to to actually set your your body to be on just four hours of sleep. How how do you develop that? If you can give us a little more on that.
1: Yeah. So once you get an understanding of sleep cycles, so for me, I I got an app on my phone and, and started like, you know, it'll, there's, there's apps where you can learn what kind of what your cycle's going. They're not exact science. You know, you'd have to go into an actual lab to get your exact cycle, but You can get apps to get started. And then I just started tweaking my alarm clock. 10 minutes this way, you know, move it 10 minutes up for two weeks and see how I feel. Move it 10 minutes back for two weeks, see how I feel. Wake up at this time, right? And it's a process, but over time, you start to dial it in. The key is when you wake up, you should feel immediately alert, refreshed, and ready to go within 30 to 60 seconds of waking up. If you still feel groggy five minutes after waking up, then you're missing. And you maybe you need to adjust five minutes this way or five minutes that way, right? So it takes a little bit of time. But once you've got it dialed in, you see, we are, it comes from caveman days. We were designed like going into a coma for eight hours before you had your ring security systems and locked doors was not a safe thing to do, right? It just didn't make sense. And so we have been we have evolved into these creatures that sleep in cycles, light sleep, deep sleep, light sleep. Then we go into another one, deep sleep, light sleep. And another one. It's a wave like this as we're sleeping. And so you just got to find that sweet spot. You're already in a light sleep anyway. You're just barely asleep, right? Like your body's checking things out to make sure that you're safe. So you just got to wake up right at that spot. So when I travel, like when I go to the West Coast, because my show is at 530 a.m. Eastern, uh, Monday through Friday. So when I go to the West Coast, I got to do a show at 230 in the morning which means I have to get up at 1.30 or actually on on those, I'll have to get up at one o'clock in the morning. So I have my hour and then I can prep my show because I don't do anything. I don't do anything until I get my hour, period. And so I have to get up at 1 a.m. Now, a lot of times when I'm on the West Coast, I'll have dinners or clients or whatever. So I can't go to bed at you know 8 30 at night you know because i got dinners and whatnot and so sometimes i'll actually stay up later so if i know i'm getting up at one my sleep cycle is two hours and 10 minutes that means i got to go to bed at ten fifty. so if i'm home back to the hotel at 10 i don't go to bed at 10 and try to get an extra 50 minutes i'll stay awake till ten fifty. go to bed at ten two hours and 10 minutes i wake up at one o'clock and i can you can run on one sleep cycle Now, I wouldn't suggest doing that for a long time because one sleep cycle doesn't give your body enough time to repair. Uh, You you need two sleep cycles realistically for health reasons, Um, but technically, function wise, mind function wise, one sleep cycle is all you need to operate uh, at, at, at full, just to be able to operate at full capacity, one sleep cycle is really all you need. So there'll be weeks where I'll go one sleep cycle, one sleep cycle, one sleep cycle. Then there'll be on a Sunday, I might get three sleep cycles, right? I'm like, I ain't got nothing to do. So I'm going to sleep in, but the key is I always sleep in blocks of two hours and 10 minutes, whether it's two blocks, three blocks, one block, but that's the key. That's what, that that's
0: where the superpower comes in. I got to dial that in, man. I, I, I need a, I need to study a little more on that that's that's awesome though that's how you you were able to kind of tweak it out and and be able to understand how your body is going to react towards the the restoration that it needs so right. i i love that um
1: and to most ju- people are tired because they're not waking up at the right point in their cycle they're not tired because of lack of sleep because they're not waking up at the right time so, you know, people will say, oh, I need a nap or I have to sleep eight hours. And you, you'll you notice that those same people are always tired, yep. right? How you feeling? Tired. How you, how you feel today? Tired. How long did you sleep last night? 10 hours. But now I'm even more tired. Like, <laughs> and we've all had those times where we're like, dude, I, I only slept a few hours, but I feel great. Like, you know, cause we had a trip the next day or whatever. So, we, you know, and that's because we happen to smack that sleep cycle right on the right, right point. And that'll give you that energy all day long.
0: That's, that's awesome, man. Like I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to dial that in, but um, it's a great principle to live by to, to start your morning and, and, and start it right. And to jump into the second one, what will be the most important or most impactful principle you live by?
1: Um, I would say a second one would be to be kind is to be clear. And if you're going to err on one side of the other, err on the side of clear. Hmm. Many people err on the side of kindness, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, man, you know, you're doing a good job and da-da-da-da-da. we don't want to hurt people's feelings and so on and so forth. The kindest thing that you can do as as a human being is be clear with people, be very clear with the areas of development that they can areas that they can grow areas that they can be better in a relationship, Uh, be very clear with your kids, like feelings. I'm not saying be rude. You don't you don't you're not rude to people. You don't berate people. You don't talk down to people, but you should be very, very, very clear. So I learned this. Uh, you know, years ago when I was at the the Chevy store, and I used to, I'm a high eye, so I like everybody to like me, right? I just want everybody to like me all the time. And what I learned is I was doing a huge disservice by always, you know, just being real positive and not really telling people what they need to hear. So once I made that shift and realized that the kindest thing we can do as a human is be clear to other humans, once I realized that. I started applying it in my dealership. So I'd have a, a salesperson that, you know, there was an area of development that they needed work on. Maybe they weren't parking cars back, right? They weren't hanging their keys. They weren't uh, doing a good morning routine. They Their breath smelled bad, whatever it is, right? Whatever the thing is, the area of development. And so what I learned is people respect you more if you're just honest with them, straight up, right? You know, you're just like, hey bro, you know, your breath, bro, like, you got (laughs) to do something about that. Like, I know it's embarrassing. I know it kind of hurts your feeling. I love you. You know, you pull them back in a room. You don't do it in front of everybody else. You don't embarrass them. But you're just like, bro, you know, your breath might be standing in the way of your success. Just letting you know, maybe you got a bad tooth. Maybe you need to go see the dentist. Maybe you need to carry around some orbits. I don't know what it is. But I'm just telling you because I love you. We got a problem. Right. And we need and we need to resolve that. And people will respect you for that, man. So I would say principle number two, to be kind is to be clear. If there's something you're not getting out of your spouse in a relationship, talk to them about it, man. Tell them. Be like, hey, you know, there's here's my love language. This is what I need to make sure that our relationship lasts forever you know, it's really important to me that we talk about these types of things, or here's this one thing that you're doing that's driving me crazy. And I love you, but we got to figure it out, right? Maybe you got to do that in another room, don't do it in front of me, you know, whatever the thing is, just to be very clear
0: with people, and they'll respect you more for it. I one thing that I can add to that, I think it's, it's great. And what I think about that is, sometimes, it's just telling the truth, right? Like, if something is, is, bothering you just kind of in the example you were giving like something is wrong with their let's say their breath and and it's causing problems the more you keep it to yourself and you don't actually confront it and be clear the more it kind of stacks up into a bigger problem right because it just stacks up stacks up and by the time you're you're want to actually say something now you're coming from a place of of anger now you just want to kind of blow up on them because it's like it's this is a bigger problem now so I believe, I believe what you just said is, is great because when you are clear from from day one, from the first minute, everything kind of flew, flows a little bit more uh, smoother and you're right. able to, to open a door to that, towards that person and being open to that person. So I, I, I love that. I really. Yeah, love. man.
1: One thing we did at the dealership, like when we first onboarded people, you know, I would sit with the salesperson, just be real clear with them. Like, hey, bro, here's our expectations, Mm -hmm. right? You're going to sell one car a day, every day that you're at work, one car a day, every day that you're at work, when you do that, and you're going to need to do that for probably a year and a half to two years, you do that for a year and a half to two years. And then I can assure you that we're going to have a management position that's going to open and you're going to get a chance to be a sales manager or a finance manager, if that's what you want. Then what's likely to happen at that point is you're going to spend a few years. You're going to spend a few years in the finance office. You're going to need to run seventeen hundred a copy. That's the expectations we have here at this store. Uh, it's going to be a lot of hours. You're going to probably, you know, be a little little stressed. But I promise you, I'm going to make sure you got a day off during the week and a day off on Sunday. Make sure you use those use those to your full advantage, right? Because you're going to be working. You're going to be working a lot. But if you do that you're gonna create some opportunities for you to move into a GSM position, possibly a GM one day. Maybe you're gonna own a dealership if that's something that you wanna do. But I just need you to know right now in the position that you're in, I need one car a day every day that you're at work. So by being very clear with people up front with the expectations, then 60 days from now, when you sold nine cars last month, I sit down and I say, Hey bro, remember when we talked two months ago? Like we said it has to be a car a day and you're not at a car a day. So I believe I'm giving you all the tools that you need to succeed. If I'm not, please tell me and we'll fix it. But bro, it's gotta be a car a day, right? And that's a much easier conversation then if I just bring somebody in, I'm like, go get it. You can do it, right? And then two months later, they're not living up to what we need them to live up to, to our standard. And now we have to go into this whole, well, I didn't know and all of those conversations. So I just like to be very clear. Here's the expectations. This is what I need. This is what you need. And here's what you're gonna get if you fulfill that, right? It's always important to let people know what they're gonna get. This is what you're gonna get. And, and the relationship thrives
0: from there. I love that. I love I love the way you 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 put it, and I believe that kind of going going back a little bit too is it starts with you, and I believe just like you were saying, it with your first principle is like setting a standard already for you. You're setting an expectation. You're writing your goals, so it starts with you, like developing yourself and saying, okay, this are gonna be my expectations. Now you're able to bring it to somebody else and say, you know what, I set my boundaries. I need this expectations to be met in order for you to, to work here or in order right. for, to, to become something in, in this place. So I, I, I like that, man. I really, really thanks, like man. <laughs> so, and to, to say, wait, to the third one, what will be the third principle you live by?
1: Oh my gosh. There's so many that I live by, man. When, 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 when you and I sit here and have a conversation, it looks like I'm the only guy in the room, but really, if you could see there's like, Les Brown's over here and Jim Rohn and, you know, uh, uh, Zig Ziglar and Eric Thomas and Tony Robbins and John Maxwell and Simon Sinek. And, you know, I'm really I've got all these I, I consume so much content uh, all, all, all of the time. So. There's so many different things to choose from. And now that I'm down to like just one, I'm like, oh, which one is the best one? (laughs) Uh, Because there's a lot of principles that I live by. Um, I think probably the man who says he can and the man who says he cannot
0: are both correct. Oh, I like that. So expectation becomes reality. Yeah, man.
1: You know, we... We become what we focus on. Uh, Perception is everything. Your belief system literally shifts and molds the universe around you. Your world is different than my world. We're on the same planet, but we're not on the same universe at all. My universe has been put together by Where I grew up, the people I grew up around, the sounds, the words, the experiences, yours is completely different. No two are the same. And it's almost matrix style, right? Like in the movie The Matrix, it's like the world is only, it's not, it's, there's no baseline. There's no, there's no baseline reality. It's the reality that you create. And so when you say, I can, then the universe mends and molds itself itself to make that reality. When you say, I can't, you're 100% right. You cannot because the universe will make it so. So if you're like, I can't ever be debt-free, you're right. The universe is going to continue to put situations to where you constantly are spending money, constantly taking out loans, that you can never get a hold of your finances because you believe it, it makes it so. Mm-hmm. And on the positive side of that, if you if you scream from the mountaintops, I can achieve anything that I desire. I can create the life that I want to live. I can, I can, I can. When you scream that from the mountaintops, that becomes reality so i think that principle i have it up on my wall at my house my kids we have that conversation all the time anytime they tell me can't i always remind them like not yet it's not it's not that you can't do it you haven't experienced it enough yet to be able to right and so that's a big one for me and for my family and and hopefully somebody listening today uh, write that down on your notebook, put it on your screensaver, look at it all the time because your words matter. What you say to yourself and what you say to others has energy. It really truly matters.
0: That is totally true, man. And I've and I've seen this, even going back, same thing in the car business. You can have a person and you can tell them, you know what, you can sell 20, 25 cars a month. And they're like, nope, I can't. Like, mm-hmm. wait, wait a minute, like. I'm telling you it's possible. In my mind, it's possible. But if in their mind, if their belief system is not really developed to the point that they believe they can actually do it, they won't do it. And, and right. it will show up. And it will it will show up in, in, the, in the way they express themselves, in the way they um, they react on a daily basis, in the way they act with the customer. Everything that you do, it, just, it, it will reflect what, exactly what you believe. So I, I, I really, really, really like them. Man. And um, yes, I was going to ask you one question. I, I really like the quote you said. So who says, it is co- either yes or no, he is correct. Yeah, um, the
1: man who says he can and the man who says he cannot are both correct. It's actually a, uh, well, um, Palu Coelho said it, but I think it originated with... Um, it originated with, oh, why am I drawing a blank on his name? <laughs> oh, the old philosophic, a from like the 1500s. Um, oh, I'll have to look it up when we get off of here. <laughs> but yes, it's a, it's, a, it's a very old, old quote that has so much truth even today.
0: And just to give you a quick story on that i remember i talked to, to a person i'm not gonna drop any names but i talked yeah. to this person and i you know and he was really on a funk he couldn't get out of it and he was just depressed in a really bad position and i remember this that i i told him okay why don't you why don't you do this and i gave him the solution and he said i can't do it and i said have you tried it And he said uh no I said, okay, how how are you saying that you can't when you haven't even tried? Right? Mm-hmm. And but it's it's all in your mind. It's all what you believe. And if he believes yeah. that he cannot do it, he won't be able to move towards it. So I I truly believe that. And I and I really like that that principle.
1: Thank and thank you.
0: The, the quote as well. So just Confucius. To- that's who said it. Confucius. Confucius. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. And and just to wrap it up, man, um, if with three principles you live by. One is change your weight. Um, you start your morning. Be kind and be clear. And when you're kind, you're clear. Let's say. And and the man who says it. So pretty much what you believe, you you become in a way. Right. Um, right. Three principles that are great. I just there's a question that I ask everybody, and I would like to see what your feedback is. How important do you think principles are to be implemented in life? Oh man, it's everything, right? It's everything.
1: You have to have solid foundation in order to build success on. Success is not built on quicksand. When we were little, we were told the story of the three little pigs. One builds his house out of straw, another builds his house out of wood, and the third one builds his house out of stone and brick and solid foundation. And when the, the the big bad wolf comes and tries to blow them all down, he blows down the shaky, the shaky straw, he blows down the shaky wood sticks, but he can't knock down the brick house. And if you use the imagery of that, yeah. when it comes to our lives, there's always a big bad wolf. There's a big bad wolf at all times that's coming that's trying to knock us down, man. It's trying to blow us over. It's trying to kick us off of off balance and and get us out of uh, our our purpose and direction it's everywhere around us at all times and so the principles are your bricks man those are the bricks that you're able to build your solid foundation of self so when the word when the big bad wolf comes blowing you're like you might blow me you might blow on me but you'll never topple me you'll never knock me over so yeah, principles are everything, my man.
0: I freaking love that, man. That's, that's awesome. And, and another thing that I just noticed, right? Just going based on what you said. Um, with your first principle, you said it was your most important one. Actually waking up in the morning, setting a routine, and, feel, and make yourself better. It's actually building a foundation for you right. on it for your day. So that's it right. it actually wrapped around pretty well. So yes, sir. It's awesome, man. That's 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 really awesome. And I and I and I think that and I think the same. I really think that once you implement principles in your life, life becomes a lot easier. It's it's success. Uh, one thing that that Matt Monero was saying: if you if you implement success, right? You I mean, if you implement principles, success will come and help and hunt you, because that's it's right. it's it's part of. Of, of life just everything in life is built and and it functions based on principles. so yeah, i really man. love that man and thanks man and if if anybody out here if they want to they want to connect with you if they want to know more about what you do and and um and if any dealership maybe somebody from the dealership is actually watching this how can they get in contact with you brother
1: yeah so if you go to glennlundy.com it's got all my links to insta and facebook and linkedin and all those places that we have to be nowadays so you can link to any of those just go to glennlundy.com that's always
0: the best way to reach me perfect so we'll put a link on the bottom uh, so they can reach out to you as well so if you guys want to connect with with glenn um uh, just click the links below and and one thing that i can tell you glenn i really really appreciate what just the time you took to be here. It was, it's a great, it's, it was a great interview. I believe you have pretty set and pretty great uh, um, principles to live by. So I, I appreciate you, all the information you give. And, and guys, if you guys want to reach out to him, click the link below. Uh, like the video as well. Um, thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for, for watching Principal Living. And thank you again, Glenn. Appreciate it. Yeah, you uh, bet, man. Appreciate you. Take care.